dancing in the park, bucket stools, and squatty potties. Hello and welcome to Hug and a High Five. It's a mom and daughter podcast journal. I'm Ingrid, I'm the daughter. And I'm Vicky, I'm the mom. I'm trying to figure out how to be an adult. I'm trying to figure out how to parent an adult and live as an adult who is more than a parent. I live in New York City. And I live in Los Angeles. And this is Hug and a High Five. I was in China for the last um, two weeks ago for a week with uh, 15 of my favorite people, um, other, other than my family. I was on a leadership team of women that went uh, to China to lead a, a women's beauty retreat. And we went to uh, Kunming, which is southwest China. And so it's 16-hour time zone difference from California, which is only 14, 13 hours different from New York. But it is um, one time zone all over the whole country of China. The so whole when you country, yeah. So when you land in Guangzhou, which is right next to Hong Kong, where we landed, um, the sun rises pretty early, maybe at five thirty in the morning. But by the time we got to Kunming, the sun didn't rise until seven a.m. and a sunset around six p.m. So even the first of November was pretty short days. So that was different. That's so bizarre. But uh, I was thinking, what are some main standout memories from my trip, um, from the cultural experience of it? So we stayed at a really nice hotel in Kunming called the Green Lake Hotel, which was across Mm -hmm. the street from Green Lake. And Green Lake is a miniature version of Central Park. And it has an island in in the middle of it. Uh, with several bridges, Chinese bridges, very lovely getting to it. So there's many bridges on from all different sides of the lake onto cool. the Green Lake Island. And uh, I learned... How big is the lake? Like, could you... Do you have to boat across it? You... Uh, well, there's parts of it that have these lily pads growing up in it, so you couldn't grow, boat across the whole thing. Um, the island is quite large and kind of hand-like it had, with lots of fingers coming off of it. So if there were some bridges, you could probably boat around three quarters of the lake and there were boats and I really wanted to boat. That was one of the things I wanted to do I that boats. I couldn't do. We didn't really have time to, but I looked at them longingly mm-hmm. and thought, I want to <laughs> paddle around in that boat. There were those foot pedal boats too. So that was fun. Oh, those are fun. Actually... I think those were harder when we tried those once and they were way harder than we they expected. They were hard, them to but be. this is actually pretty small. Like, so there were the, some of the footbridges were high enough that you could boat underneath them. So very, very much okay. like England or Oxford punting on the Thames or something like that. So that was pretty wow. cool. Um, the outside of the lake, there was a, you know, a street that went around the outside of probably two miles long. We jogged it a couple times and it took us roughly. 20 minutes to get around it and then there's some little exercise stations and there's lots of senior citizens Mm. with very good balance exercising at the exercises stations you know the walking things that go back and forth kind of like this ellipticals uh but they would be doing it with no hands and we tried to do it with no hands and we totally couldn't (laughs) for more than three seconds um 
We, uh, so dancing in the park, bucket stools, and squatty potties. Those are my three standout memories of the culture. Bucket stools? <laughs> yes, bucket stools. So besides, well, I'll start with dancing in the park because that was really lovely. Okay. It is a pastime of Chinese people's to people to dance, uh, either partner dance or folk dance, line dance essentially, or in a circle, and they do it in the park. And they'll do it kind of almost competing sounds next to each other. So one group will be doing this circle folk dance, and the other group will be doing a partner dance, and they'll have their own little boom boxes and, and amplifiers, mini amplifiers, and play the music and do the dances and some of them you can join anyone can join in and some of them you definitely need to know the routine and some of them the people uh wear costumes and some of some of them they just come in their after work clothes so it just looked so fun and pleasant and like they had a really good sense of uh, recreation and fun about it. Yeah. That, that was really pleasant. And in the early morning, we would see them out there. I thought I would see lots of Tai Chi groups, but I didn't see as many, but I saw a group with these, uh, badminton rackets in their hands, one hand, and they were waving them around kind of a, a combination between Tai Chi and dancing. And that was really an all in unison. So fun to see. And, um, and then the uh, bucket stools we saw and experienced at the store, uh, the noodle stores, the noodle shops on the on the street. So so mm-hmm. we would stop at the little restaurants, and um, we had to try to order in Chinese with someone whispering into our ear. Oh my god! This gosh. is what you say, and then we ordered. There's some languages, I guess just Western languages because we have a Western language. You can like kind of figure it out. Like Audrey and I went to Spain and Italy last year and I don't speak either of those languages, but I was like, okay, like I can kind of figure out what's supposed to happen. I've sung a little opera. Right. Not Chinese. Not, how do you even start? No, no. not Chinese. Um, I learned to say ni hao, which is mm-hmm. hello. Right. Shi uh, shi or si si, which is thank you. Uh, good. And then they say something back, which I couldn't ever understand because they say it under their breaths. <laughs> and, and those are my really my two words. I really don't. I don't even <laughs> know how it. to say goodbye. I tried to learn excuse me or pardon me, but I I couldn't. I can't. Re- I can't remember it. Hmm. So um, I didn't really. I didn't, I'm not successful there. I failed at that. But uh, we, we went to the back of the restaurant and they were calling out numbers and they were like, just wait for your number to be called. But like you said, they could be saying anything. Yeah, and I have no idea anything. what the number sounds like. So we were kind of laughing. And finally, the Chinese person with us came back and she was like, oh, oh, that's yours. That's yours. That's yours. Then we carried it outside just to the front of the restaurant. And I'm 5'7", so most Chinese people are shorter than me. Mm-hmm. And the the tables at the Chinese restaurant are the height of preschool tables in California. Oh. Um, so they're two and a half feet from the ground. And then they have the plastic buckets, like, like a plastic work bucket. They're red okay. or blue. So they're cheery colored. 
and they just turn them upside down and they sit on them. <laughs> so oh. we sat on the plastic buckets at our low tables like a preschooler and our knees are practically up to our chins because <laughs> it's so low for us and for the Chinese people in our midst, you know, it was just right for them. It was like a mama bear, papa bear, baby bear story. Oh, that's funny. But we had a really good time eating with our chopsticks. Some days we were better with our chopsticks than others that came more naturally. And yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I feel like I've I've gotten some good practice with chopsticks being here, oddly enough, because all of our wreck all relatives here just really love Thai food, especially. Oh, but yeah. all, like Japanese also, we go out to sushi, sushi a lot and things. So I just have lots of practice with them. It's kind of fun. That's cool. Yeah, one day I just couldn't do it. I couldn't figure it out. But um, then the squatty potties, that's the other Mm. thing. (laughs) And I experienced this this summer when I was in Malaysia. They also have the squatty potties. And ergonomically, it is actually better to go to the bathroom. All right. Fair, fair. (laughs) But we in the West decided we needed a seated potty. So most places (laughs) have both in China. (laughs) Most places have both. Um, although some restaurants only have the squatty potties, so you have to be careful. And they sometimes at the restaurant, they have big signs that say no pooping in the toilet. And you have to remember not to put your toilet paper in the toilet because their plumbing is different than ours. Yeah, it's just so, all different. Is yeah. it literally just like a hole in the ground? Like camping? Or do uh, they like no, make it look night? I don't no, know. No, like- it's porcelain. It's sanitized. It's usually elevated a little bit. You like you step up to the squatty potty thro- platform, oh. <laughs> usually, uh, because I think that's where the plumbing goes underneath. Yeah, and there's a porcelain um, stand station, and it's a little lowered hole in the ground, and then there's a foot platform with grooves in it that you stand on, and we were told <gasps> what? Move, move to the back, <laughs> so. That's so interesting. Yeah. And, I've never uh, even been to that part now, of the world. When I was in Malaysia, I needed to remember to take the toilet paper with me from the main room of the bathroom. Literally take it in, with you. Yeah. In China, like like a paper towel. It yeah. had a paper towel dispenser. In China, they did have paper in the bathroom next to the squatty potty. So that's where were some of my standout impressions of China. I understand why that would be a standout impression. <laughs> That's just a really different thing. Like, it's just, I don't know. It's really fun to to learn about because it is just a totally different culture and way of life. And that's pretty cool to be able to learn about. Yeah. It was exciting. Exciting. And we had really good food. Um, The Kunming is in the Yunnan province. Okay. And the Yunnan province, most of China is Han uh, ethnically, I was told. And the Yunnan province has 60 minority groups. Mm. And, um, so one night we went to a Dai restaurant, D-A-I, not Thai, but Dai. Yes. Located next to the Dai people group are located next to Thailand. Interesting. So it's kind of similar, but really yummy, flavorful spices, a little bit spicy, yummy food. So we really had a good time experiencing that. That's so interesting. I, I someday I will go to China and I will like re relearn Remember. all of the Chinese history that we learned because we learn ancient China and all those and, and those Sixth the name grade. Han and Dai like you're saying like I I recognize those names from 
yeah high school from sixth grade <laughs> or high it, school well, yeah both it's a cycle you know did mm-hmm. it in sixth grade we do it did it again sophomore year of high school it really was high school that I remembered a little more of it because they did it by religion we learned oh. the, the five major religions and then mm-hmm. like the parts of the world where those started and that well, was helpful for me mm-hmm. anyway I always love history so Someday I'll go to to the eastern half of the world, and that'll be really cool to re to learn all those things. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Well, that was my my main Amazing. big change yeah. in the past month, and it was fun to be able to to realize because what for a while I thought, oh, I I can't talk to my family really so easily while I was there. But if I had, because I didn't have an international calling plan unless I wanted to pay for it every day, but if I um, was at the hotel, and again, our hotel was really posh, and um, we the the uh, Wi-Fi was good, and I would go down to the gym, and I could call you, so that was fun, and it was actually a pretty reasonable time of the day. I just had to remember it was the day before, pretty right. much, whenever I talked to you. <laughs> Speaking to funny. us from the future. Yes. Yeah. yeah, no, that was really great. The first, so you went, it was like 15 women, you said? Mm, by the 16 end of, of us. 16, 16 altogether. Two of which were you and Sierra, my best friend. That was very funny the first few days. Because I would, I had so many thoughts per day of like, oh, I'll just text you this. Or, oh my gosh, this thing. And I'd like go <laughs> to text you. And then I couldn't. And I'd be like, it's fine, I'll tell Sierra. And then also couldn't text her. Ah, we're in the same place. Yeah, it was just like. I don't know. Some of it is kind of nice because you don't realize how many times you think about someone per day until you don't have can't, a way to contact can't them. Talk to them. Yes. So that was that was fun when we learned that you could talk to us. Sierra was in my travel group, and when we flew there, we traveled in groups of four, mm-hmm. and uh, so that was fun to have Sierra in my travel group. I we lost a whole day when we flew there, so we left on right. November fourth. We flew for. 14 and a half hours and it was Tuesday, November 6th. And so when I went through customs, we're all super tired, you know, divided into small groups, going in different lines, kind of isolated. And you, you it's so serious because they look at your eyes and they look at your passport and they you have to put your fingerprint in and everything is like yeah. formal. And then all of a sudden blinking up instead of in Chinese on the little monitor says, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you in English. Oh, <laughs> because it was my birthday. Yes, <laughs> and I know. they read my passport, and it was so. I got a That's little happy so birthday. Cute. It was like super serious, and then they yeah. were like, "But on your passport, we know it's your birthday." Well, it was also cool because it was five thirty in the morning when we landed, so it was super early. So I got a very early birthday greeting, and I turned around everybody in line, and I was like, "Look at this sign! It's wishing me happy birthday." That's really everybody fun. Clapping for me in line. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, so fun. Yeah, it was good. That was my trip. So good. But I'm glad to be back, and I'm glad to hear how you're doing. And you got to do one last thing before we go is uh, last night you got to go to an acting class, right? I did. Yeah, the um, the Simon Studio, it's called Roger Hendricks Simon, is the, um, I guess, head of it or the main teacher, director. I don't totally know exactly how it works because it's not a full, like, theater tr- 
theater. You know, mm-hmm. like it's not like a community theater. It's a studio. Okay. Anywho. Um, yeah, I went to a class. I just kind of mostly audited it because it was, uh, they have a performance this Saturday. So they were full, fully doing that. Um, but it was so fun. It was just like, it put into practice something that I had been reading and people have been telling me forever the last few months all the time, which is that being with a group of people is especially important. You can't just be an actor alone, basically, which is pretty much true for everything. Like, just put that on a t-shirt. You just can't do it alone. Yourself. <laughs> because, yeah, I, um, there's just so, such a difference even in standing in a circle with other people and having the leader say, breathe in and use your voice to fill the room. And everyone knows what that means. And we all do it together. It's like such a fun sense of belonging. Hmm. So, I had a great time. They, they would, their their show this Saturday is all Shakespeare, so I just nerded out for four hours as I watched <laughs> them rehearse Shakespeare. And um, we'll see. I feel like there's two or three different studios that I know of or or know me. Um, so it was a very. I, I'll get into one of those and really, you know, become. I think become part of one of those in the next month or two because um it was really invigorating and encouraging and felt again made me feel like there's a reason that I'm here and I have reason to believe that I can do it it was exciting to hear how invigorated your voice was when we first talked to you after you're taking the class that was really great well and it's really actually really helpful for you to reflect that to me because I know dad reflected something like that to me last year when I when he visited me at Michael Howard's studio, um, when I was there for the intensive, he he just just to vocalize it, he just vocalized, mm-hmm. "Wow, like you seem like you really are in your element here, and you feel like, it seems like you've like grown up and claimed your life in a really authentic way in mm-hmm. the week that you've been here so far." And I was like, "Oh, it was just a," and then you last night saying that. I don't always recognize it because it's hard to see ourselves from the outside. Mm-hmm. So thank you for that. It's really helpful, truly, to to hear from someone else that knows me well that um, they see life in a different way. Yeah. I think it's helpful when people say, I hear energy in your voice and your face is so expressive yeah. when you talk about it. So. Truthfully, it that also just gives, in a more philosophical way, it gives me or whoever it is permission to to be excited. Yeah. And sometimes, like, stoicism is celebrated in our culture. Or or just the cautiousness of when is the other shoe going to drop. So Our culture, our family culture, me, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I mean, yes. Caucasians this. from uh, Euro, let's say English, English, German background people, yes. Norwegian, yes. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. But and it, and it's it's elevated as um, like maturity that right. you are always going to plan for the worst. And of course, you you can't jump off cliffs and not think about the consequences. But. Um, Anyway, yeah, it gives me a lot of freedom to say, oh, I can embrace that. And I, you're right. 
I did feel invigorated and encouraged and I had a great night and that's a gift and that can be enough. Just like my, my wisdom Wednesday said today, don't study the moment, just be in it. (laughs) I loved that. That was good. I think the, one of the beauties of the United States is the melting pot concept. It's legitimately the best. Yeah. Because, um, I, I was in a, uh, discussion group last year that was called beyond colorblind where we talked about the virtues and the beauties of our own culture because we're usually pretty critical about our own cultures true and i said well you know i i my culture is british and irish you know anglo 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 saxon i'm a true anglo-saxon because saxon is germany and, and anglo is british and i am both that is who I am. 32 ancestors came over on the Mayflower or something like that. So <laughs> I am one of the early Americans and by ancestry. And my, But my ancestry is really duty-bound, which you see if you watch The Crown in the Queen Elizabeth. Um, and, and that is so often put down. But um, there, is, there is beauty in people that find honor in holding to their word and what they believe is their duty. So, you know, I, I can, I can enumerate for you for days on the disadvantages of that. (laughs) But (laughs) Well, you know, it takes all types of people in the world and, um, it's really fun to live in that kind of a melting pot. Well, yeah, I loved coming to California to people that are from what I call the the middle of the world, um, the equator, <laughs> people from the equator regions of the world. Yeah, like the people that their people their ethnic background is from the equatorial part of the world. Um, it's a warmer climate, and I find them really warm and um, and that that's kind of standard description about people from the middle of the world uh and we learned about recently about filipino people and how they love a party and i thought wow when i want to have a party i want a filipino in my midst and i have some filipino friends and they're super celebratory over the top celebratory and sometimes i'm just like okay that's enough but i sometimes i just love being with it because it's it's a celebration (laughs) being with it so here we are it should be Veterans Day or something. Fourth of July. Celebrate in America. Well, you're right. I mean, we do have Thanksgiving. It's true. Right now. And that yes. is so much to be thankful for. The whole melting pot. And being in New York City is a whole new realm of that. I thought I was in the melting pot in L.A. But the amount of languages and accents I hear every single day at Trader Joe's is like the greatest gift. It's a smaller pot. It is a smaller it's, melting it's, pot. True. It's a saucepan. It's a, the saucepan of America. <laughs> <laughs> Can that be the new, the new subline Manhattan. for Manhattan? Not the Big Apple, the, the saucepan. saucepan of America. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> but thank you, Abraham Lincoln, for making the fourth Thursday in uh, November the official day of Thanksgiving yeah. where we give thanks for the blessings we have for the past year. So much to be thankful for. Yes. I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful for you, Ingrid. Hug. Hug. High five. High five.
love you. And I love you. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Hug and a High Five. Yep, thanks for listening. If you'd like to suggest a topic, ask us a question, or share your mom-daughter story, please email us at hugandahighfivepodcast at gmail.com. That's hugandahighfivepodcast at gmail.com. All words, hug and a high five podcast at gmail.com. Have a great week.